Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by you because that story show is listener supported. Join the community today at patreon.com slash that story show. One, two, three. You're listening to Bat Story Show. (laughs) Hey! This is that story show, people. I turned into a bat and I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show where we're telling hilarious real life stories and inviting you to do the same. And, John, welcome to the show. I want to welcome you first. Hey, man, it's so good to be back because this is episode 300! <laughs> Woo-hoo! Nice music. Yeah! All right! Rock I feel like roll. I should be drinking something with an umbrella in it or something. All right, that's enough. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back, Back to, to the show. Yeah. <laughs> 300! I know, right? Yeah. It's like this 300. This is Sparta! No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wrong. it's wrong that's awesome it's the wrong 300 oh goodness so yes excited to be here glad to be here and the chat room is saying i can already feel the caffeine and you're right i have switched to a person who drinks caffeine again uh, yeah i it's it's part of a diet that i'm on and they said caffeine is good for the diet and so i'm drinking caffeine again so here we go. Sweet. We always start with an opening story. And this, my friends, is episode 300, the celebrated bat episode. This is a bat themed episode based on the 10th anniversary of John's horrible weekly update. Holy cow. Where he, <laughs> that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, <laughs> where you claimed that you turned into a bat. And flew into a lady's house. Somehow that I got did. turned into turned into a bat and flew away. But uh, it, it's it's like Star Wars, you know. Luke, I am your father. Where he actually says, "No, I am your father." You know, it got switched yes. up. It's it's the Mandela effect. But uh, okay, um, either that or aliens went back in time and changed what you actually said. I think that was it. it could we'll be. blame that guy with a sonic screwdriver. There we go. We always start with an opening story, and this one is no exception. We call this bat at a funeral. It's from Nate in Michigan. He says, I play guitar at my church each Sunday, and sometimes I'll be asked to play at another church event, like a wedding. Well, one oh. day I received a call from the pastor, and he said his old seminary buddy had reached out to him with a request. He had gone on to be a chaplain in the military, and one of his veterans had passed away. After this man had returned from the war, he had struggled to readjust to civilian life and sadly ended up homeless, and therefore he had no family, and his passing, there was no one for his funeral. So the chaplain asked if we could get some mourners together and have a graveside service to memorialize him. It was a few hours away in the middle of nowhere, but it was the least I could do to come and provide music. Wow. Yeah. So the day came and I drove for two hours to the small cemetery. But like I said, it was in the middle of nowhere and I didn't know where I was going and I lost cell phone reception. So I had no (laughs) GPS. I ended up getting super lost. And what would have been a two hour drive found me there in three hours. So I finally get there. And the reason it was so hard to find is because there was no sign for the cemetery at all. The mourners had already left at this point. And only only the grave diggers remained. They had already covered the coffin completely, and the hole was almost completely full. I felt horrible, but I oh. took out my guitar, and I began to play anyway. 
And with every bit of heart I had, I sang Amazing Grace, tears streaming down my face. The gravediggers stopped, and they rested on their shovels, and they also became quite misty-eyed. I finished the wow. song and began packing my guitar back up. One of the guys with the shovel came over and put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, Hey, man, I've been installing septic tanks for 18 years, and I ain't never seen nothing like that. <laughs> then I turned no. into a bat and flew away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I meant to play this. Sorry. Uh, That one. That was awesome. (laughs) That was awesome. You take the lie and you wrap it around the truth and and out. I've never, I'm sure that's probably like a joke that people tell. Yeah. You know, their kids and stuff. And I had never, I've never heard it before. So that was was new to me. Congratulations, Nate in Michigan. Yes. You blew my mind. You blew both our minds. Mine first and then John's. Hey, uh, a little bit of news. It's still not too late for you to consider the possibility of coming out here to St. Louis uh, June 29th. John's going to do it. I am. I totally am. We're going to record a live broadcast and uh, even do a Red School Bus broadcast uh, it's going to be from oh. 2 to 6, June 29th at the Melvin Theater in St. Louis. For more information, you need to go to NLCast.com and click the link at the very, very top in the red bar, and uh, you'll get information to be able to sign up there. Please try to come if you live within driving distance, especially. Yeah, um, even if you don't even like us. Yeah, we got people flying in. We got people making whole vacations of it. Like really? ask asking me what else there is to do in St. Louis, and I'm like, after seeing our show, not much. But wow, uh, yeah, there's the Arch, and then there's the Vat 19 place. It and, pales. Uh, it all pales in comparison to. The- you make a good point. So they need to do that before they visit. Yes, Narthex Con. Yes, that's right. Um, so anyway, if you can, you still have time to come out June 29th to the first annual Narthex Con. At the Melvin Theater in St. Louis. Look it up. It's going to be a lot of fun. NLCast.com. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Eric Fisher's going to be there. Did you know that? Eric Fisher. I know. We're going to get to meet Eric Fisher, fan favorite co host. In uh, person. I feel like I already met him before, but I know I haven't. I know. It's going to be weird. Is he taller than me? Is he shorter than me? Is he is he heavy set? Is he thin? I, I don't Does know. Does he have more hair than me? Yeah, we got. Uh, I think Robert Harrington's going to be there. There's going to be a From lot. It's of, just us cast. I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me look it up. For him. That's what he used to do. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, he did some voiceover stuff from a long time ago. It's going to be, be super cool. It's going to be awesome. So we're looking forward to it. And uh, it is time for us though to go with our weekly rewinds. Do it. Rewinding. All right, so my weekly update is a cheater weekly update because um, Austin Reason reminded me of something. And so I decided that I would share this weekly update from the back in the day. It is bat related, sort of. Oh. It's, uh, it, it's an old weekly update from episode 56. Uh, that's cool. It's about, uh, it's a story about Dracula. So here we go. This is from Matthew Sargent stalkers, James and insert co-host here. Uh, I'm David and I'm inserted there. (laughs) Last semester, I took a Bible as literature course at a very liberal art school. Is there any other kind? The course was taught by a very cynical ancient man with some very interesting ideas about the old B I B L E. I just want to say I sound really different. You do sound different. <laughs> I sound like that- a little kid, and I talk a lot faster. You'll notice I'm like quick witted here. How many years? So this is this is fifty six episode, episode fifty six. So what? How long ago is that? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now. Even though I'm up against a, I'm gonna say twelve. Fifty six. Was it fifty six? I think that's what you just said. Yeah, episode, episode fifty six. Um, January twenty fourth. No, that's not right. Uh, 50, no, that's Jenna Kelly. Here we go. Uh, 2008. That was 11 years ago, my friends. 11. So close. All right. Here we go. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. I stand alone. Get off my Bible. I'm standing. There's not enough room <laughs> but for both of us. the book for me. <laughs> it's the B-I-B-L-E. 
early in the semester, he was lecturing on Genesis 32 where Jacob wrestles with God and gets his hit messed up. I'm sure you're familiar with the story, preacher man. Well, yes, I am, actually. Anyway, our teacher, who I'm supposed we should call Lucifer in this case, <laughs> began to suggest entities other than God that Jacob might have been wrestling with. See, I love that about the Bible. You can read any other book in history, and nobody's going to replace Napoleon with Caesar or Caesar with somebody else. But True. as soon as you start reading the Bible, it it got to be everybody that wrote it is a blamed idiot, yeah. and they couldn't have been spelling it right. He must have been talking about something. They must else. have translated it differently. Oh, anyway. Um, so after suggesting an angel, a demon, or Jacob himself. Jacob wrestled with Jacob. <laughs> he popped his hip out of place. Yeah, of course. Of course. Haven't that, you that's, ever done I've that? done that twice this year. Our teacher turned around and wrote Dracula on the board in all caps. He told us not to laugh, but how can you avoid laughing at that? His reasoning was that God had to leave in the, before morning because the sun was rising. So, of course, he must have been a vampire. <laughs> Wow, God's so, a vampire. So here it is, folks. All you, all you Christians out there, things have changed. There's been this news break. <laughs> it's like the Da Vinci Code. All this time, we've been serving Dracula. Bloodthirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, I've had so many children astray. <laughs> I don't want to die and go to heaven now. It's a big blood bank in the sky, David. God is a vampire. I need garlic. I need to go watch interview with a vampire so I can get saved. <laughs> so you can understand God's ways. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there Why? you go. Why would you? That's so far-fetched <laughs> that I wouldn't even believe it. Oh, oh and then here's the other thing. If he was a vampire, why wouldn't he just bite Jacob and get it over with? Not pop his hip out, boy. <laughs> I'm going to pop my hip out, please, boy. I won't let you go till you bite me. <laughs> he bit me. Oh, he, he bit, bit me. me. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. <laughs> It'll never lose its power. There See, is all power, religion is power. power. Wonder where it's, it can power. It makes so much more sense now in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> we just figured this whole religion thing out. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Where's Lucifer at? I want to go to that college. <laughs> <laughs> Professor <Gosh>. Lucifer. <laughs> it's still good. It's, it's still good. It's still fresh. <laughs> and, you know, I remember listening to that when it was somewhat new. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, because that's uh, back when I started listening. And uh, that's hilarious. That's good stuff. Uh, now, we should do a whole episode where we just listen to old stuff and see if it's still fun. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. People could send in their favorite clips and we could just do that. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do have a real one, though. Right before we started recording, right before you got on Discord, my brother David calls me and I answer the phone and he's like, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And sometimes what you got to do is quit your job. And I'm like, holy oh. crap, he called me right before my 300th show with this bomb. And he goes, no, just kidding, man. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm about to record a podcast and you drop that bomb on me. So I said it out loud. And he's he's like, oh, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. You know, just that and the other. So anyway. <laughs> good one, David. Butthead. Good one. Jerk. I know how he feels, though. All right. Well. My sometimes that that was my real weekly update, but oh uh, man, he just jacked with my emotions. But it's a emo Rocco, um, emo Rocco. So what you got, boy? Backwards and sideways. Hey, I got some stuff. I actually have a whole slew of stuff, but I thought I'd save it for maybe next week's uh, show. But okay. I do have a because camp gave me some great material. Oh, I bet week, it did. Just tell you, you know, I love kids camp for that reason. <laughs> but I had some weird things happening to me this week. Uh, as I was commuting, my commute to back and forth to work is a lot shorter these days than it used to be when I was driving in through Atlanta. But uh, I, I still, even on these short country roads that I go through to get to work, I see morons driving. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but <laughs> oh, they are. You should live in St. Louis. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see their stuff. Uh, but so I was driving behind a guy yesterday or the day before, and he, he had a flat tire. And I like, it wasn't like rubbing the rim or anything, but it was really flat. And I'm like, maybe I should, you know, pull this guy over and tell him that he's got a flat tire. And (laughs) I don't know. So I I don't know. I, I, so I follow him. I would get shot. 
You would what? I would get shot if I did. You get shot. It's right. just my luck. Was, I'm, I'm telling you. Well, you know, in noon in Georgia, you never know. I would still get shot. It doesn't matter where. <laughs> my good intentions would get me shot. Go ahead. Well, that's why I didn't do it because <laughs> I was following him and he, he pulls off the road and I was like, oh, well, he probably knows already. And then he just he just pulls off just enough for me to pass him. And it's not like it's a single lane road. This is a two lane highway that uh, we're kind of going down. He's rolling and I'm like, that what's thing. he doing? Does he know? And then he gets back on the road and he starts following me. And I'm like, he well, knows. Lord, maybe you're telling me I need to tell this guy to, to, you know, his tires low. And then I I'm at, <laughs> at a stoplight and he pulls up right next to me, but then he keeps going and he turns into the Kroger and I'm like, well, and maybe he's he knows what he needs to do, so, and then I know so he went brought, to the gas station. So. You brought God into it, then, huh? It yeah. Was, well, I was praying because he he looked like he was an older praying. dude, and I was like, God, please don't let this guy die. But then you know, I got to be the same person that I don't, uh, I don't mean to religious persecute religiously persecute you, but dang, you ain't got nothing else to pray about. <laughs> well, I pray without ceasing. Just so oh you know. oh okay 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 Jesus juke. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't stop there. Oh, it doesn't. So, in the same trip that I'm taking, I noticed this white van in front of me, mm -hmm. and um, it you know it's at the stoplight, and then it as it's stopping, it looked like somebody took a huge cup of water and just threw it out the window, and I'm like, that's kind of rude because you know there's a turning lane right next to them, and and then like they didn't know if a car was coming up or not, but they you know, whatever. So they take off and they're headed down the street again. And I notice they do it again. It's like they're throwing water out the window. And as I'm trailing behind this guy, probably, I don't know, half a mile or less, I notice there's a strong scent of gas. Mm. And I'm like, wait a second. Does that guy have his gas cap on? Oh, and uh, I that. came to the conclusion that he did not. Cause every time he would stop or slow down at a, to wait for a stoplight and take off this huge burst of gas would come out of the back of oh, his that's, van. That's not dangerous or anything. No. I, so I lit a, you know, a lighter and threw it towards him and just watched the thing take <laughs> off. So I didn't. I'm it just changes, kidding. It changes the theory I had about you. No. Yeah. My no. The things that I don't do are much safer, <laughs> but this is the final one. This happened this morning. And, and um, this this old boy in a in a pickup truck uh, pulled out in front of me this morning um, as I was headed to work, and I noticed the back of his truck is full of gas cans, oh, and no. he doesn't have a tailgate on. Oh no! He's just got a bunch of gas cans back there, and um, and I was thinking to myself, what is wrong with this dude hauling gas? And uh, <laughs> then it clicked was in my he, mind. That's was he that's hauling, kind of was he hauling he was, gas, John? He was hauling gas. He <laughs> was hauling so much gas. I got a ticket for hauling gas one time, man. I was going so fast, I was hauling gas. You were haul you probably you know you burn more gas when you drive fast. <laughs> he wasn't driving too fast, but he sure was hauling uh, gas. I had a big gas grill one time too. And uh, big gas grill? Yeah, big gas grill. And mm. uh and and I was hauling gas then too. So anyway, mm. go yeah, ahead. whenever you have to, yeah. I have I have a small gas grill. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Yeah. It's right next to my tough shed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Inside jokes galore, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand. <laughs> so what happened with the guy with the gas? He he drove off really. He drove off. I took a picture of him, really? <laughs> so I would have something, some photographic evidence something of him to pray about gas. when you're interceding later. Lord, <laughs> well, you know, I I did pray that those many gas tanks didn't fall out of the back of John, his truck. It was like, are you? I don't know what he was headed to, but I have a theory. Are it just based on everything I know about you? Are you an angel? <laughs> definitely not are you the angel of the roadways <laughs> no come on people so. people you got my back on this right john is is he the bible even talks about entertaining angels unawares john may be an angel an unaware <laughs> angel he just don't know mm. i don't know oh, oh maybe i you're saying i don't know that i'm an angel right that's crazy. You're, That's 
you could be a, an angel, not a fallen like angel. That, I'm talking no, about like that movie with Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Yeah, exactly. He knew he was an angel, but no, yeah. you, so not like that. But yeah, I I think you're the angel of the roadways. You're you're there to help people, and um, you you're 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 like a superhero. You should make a oh. show. Anyway, that'd be awesome. I'm honored to have an angel on the show. So Johnny Angel is what I'm going to start calling you from now on. Okay, that's a song, actually, isn't it? I, you I can think play so. it. Yeah, it'll be the bumper for my theme. Life every every music. time when we when we bring you in, we will play Johnny Angel for you. Um, hey, it's time for our featured story. Let me tell you a story. Story. All right, I'm cheating again because our featured story has Ooh. got to be the turned into a bat and flew away recap from back in the day <laughs> episode. All <laughs> uh, oh, crap! It was from uh, Elevator Action. Oh uh, wow, that's like uh, one twenty that, something. It it is two oh six. Two oh no no I'm sorry I'm sorry 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 one oh six. 106. 106. Yeah, 106. Elevator action, episode 106 from April 28, 2009. So 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, this is the 10th, 10th anniversary of, of one of the best memes, one of the best inside jokes uh, oh. in nobody's listening history. And so it is my honor to play uh, Turn Into a Bat and, play, and Flew Away for our feature story. Here we go. Oh. This is another weekly update that has to do with my bat shirt. Some people will remember weekly updates having to do with my bat shirt. I have this shirt I got from shirt.woo.com. It has three bats on it, and it has the word bats. And then underneath the three bats, it says bats, bats, bats. And it's an awesome shirt. I love it. I don't know why. Mostly because when I was a kid growing up, to wear that meant you were going straight to Hades. Okay? <laughs> straight to heck. And so now I can wear it, and I still get to go to heaven. It's great. Uh, but I'm wearing this shirt, and, and I'm at Target, okay? And I'm checking out, and the lady's behind the counter says, oh, you must like bats. And I'm like, oh, uh, what? what? Because I forgot I was wearing this shirt. And, I'm, and I was going to respond to her like she had said, Hi, welcome to Target. And I was supposed to say, oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, paper or plastic. <laughs> but she had actually not said anything close to that. She had said, you must like bats, which is not something I'm used to hearing except at family reunions. Um, so I simply responded with, yeah, oh, 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 yeah, I like them behind glass, I suppose, because I had just recently been to the zoo, as it would be, have it, and I'd seen some bats. And I remember thinking, I'm glad they're behind glass. So that's the only thing I could think to say. So I said that. <laughs> and then she goes, well, um, I, 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 I like bats. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Good luck with that. And she, yeah, but then I realized, no, this is my weekly update. I got to milk this. So yes. I, start, I said, oh, really? <laughs> and she said, yes. And she lit up. And she's like, I had one fly into my house yesterday. Oh, and I says, really, why? That must have been scary. No, I didn't mind. See, I, I, like, I like candlelight in my house for some reason. And I was going to ask her what reason that was, but I decided not to because she was probably into the occult. Yeah. And um, I just didn't want to know. <laughs> and she says, and then I had another bat fly in, and they were chattering at each other. And by this time, my skin is crawling, not just because of the freakiness of the lady, but the idea of two bats flying around. I'm, I'm, see, I'm seeing scenes from the great outdoors going through my mind <laughs> where they just they equip themselves with body armor made from random vacation paraphernalia. And... uh and so I'm like, oh, my gosh, that must have been freaky. No, no, it's great. And, you know, people call them the great brown bat, and they're not that great. They're not that big. And then, did you see Indiana Jones? And I'm like, yeah, as I'm creeping towards the slide party thing that is far away from her. I just want to put my card in. You know, and then, then I'm like, yeah, she says, uh, they had vampire bats in there. And they're not, they were not, vampire bats are not that big. They are only a little bit bigger than the great brown bat, which I said earlier wasn't that great. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I was like, you know what? No, no weekly uh, updates worth this. And I, I just swiped my card. I signed that pin pad. I pushed okay. And I left. <laughs> and then I laughed. I laughed. 
She didn't like kiss me or anything. No, that's it. That's my weekly update. She didn't kiss me or anything. Well, John was expecting some big finale. A bat flew in. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, "You want to go see some bats with me?" <laughs> Get it, Guano? Because that's <laughs> oh, where? Wait, wait! Oh, where's that? That gummit. Oh, hey, there it is. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Thank you. Mm. How's the veal? <laughs> <laughs> Always one step. Um, no. <laughs> John, do you have a weekly update? Oh, yes, he does. Go ahead and kick you off the show now. <laughs> oh, I have a weekly update. It's the weirdest thing, too, because um, I went to bed the other night. And, uh, really? I into, yeah, I usually try to do that, you know, sometime At before once midnight. a day. <laughs> yeah, once good a day. luck with that tonight. <laughs> But I turned into a bat and I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I and think then, she worked at Target. <laughs> she was from Target. <laughs> so stupid. She worked at Target. Did she and, have? Uh, now, let me test your your. Did she have electrical lighting or alternative lighting? <laughs> All I remember is like it was like candles everywhere. <laughs> and For some um, reason, I was enchanting. My radar signals, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I left her some guano. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid of you. Uh, it's okay. I'm losing consciousness for some reason. <laughs> oh. She said I wasn't that great. Mm. You know, great grave that. Oh, gosh. I said, well, here's some guano for you, man. Just take it. You're not that great either. You work at Target. (laughs) (laughs) Chatter, chatter, cheaper, cheaper. So that was that. (laughs) You became a talking bat. (laughs) Yeah, man, I invited all my friends, man. We were going to raid the house. That makes my update seem stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. Uh. Let me just say... (laughs) I do have a real one if you want to hear it. No. Really <laughs> <laughs> no, not the real one. Not on the fake one was better, man. Don't go real. <laughs> I'm not going to do real ever again. My fake life is so much more interesting. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us all. And wow. there we go, man. History it's still good. It is it's funny to hear ourselves. It is laughing and to, at each other, and then to laugh at that. You know, <laughs> I know. I feel a little weird. It's a little meta there, but that's okay. Yeah. I, well, you know, we're laughing at a different version of ourselves. That's Just true. like when you see an old video of yourself as a kid, or maybe I don't really have any of those. But if I did, I probably would laugh at the stupid stuff I did. Yeah. I. I mean, ten years. Can you believe it? Dude, that's uh, that's longer ago than my youngest son James. Oh wow, that that's, yeah. that that makes me sad now. So, yep, he's uh, uh he see that ha- we re- that was episode one oh six. Yeah, one oh six back wow, in two thousand nine. That was just like right near the beginning of when I started. I think I jumped on it one oh five or one oh four or something like that. And you had already run out of weekly updates. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back in time and listen to those <laughs> weekly updates so I can get some good material. <laughs> you've 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 gotten a lot better at it, but you struggled for a while there, and mm. uh, and that one Thank was you for the your patience. That was the best example, though. <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. totally bullcrapping your way through the weekly update segment. Oh, um, that really happened. Yeah. No. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was a target in Florida. Yeah. No, I mean up in Missouri, <laughs> wherever I was living at the time. Yeah, where you were living. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> Loser. Oh gosh. <laughs> so you're a vampire as well, and an angel. It's crazy. Uh, Amen. It's time for uh, listener stories. And boy, do we have a bunch of them. Um, this one's from Ed Holmes at In- from Ingleside, Illinois. Uh, you asked for a bat story, so here it is. I love that it's a little attitude right at the beginning. Ed Holmes, Go. you know, here yeah. it is. I wish you had said Ed Helms because that would be so awesome. Oh, who's Ed Helms? Holmes. Uh, he plays. Uh, isn't he the play the guy that plays um, Andy on uh, uh, The Office? 
Oh, Andrew Bernard. I don't know these people's names. You're you're the one that's like right there in the middle of of uh, redneck Hollywood. So okay, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they didn't film that here, so I don't know. Yeah, yes yeah, for a bat story. So freaking here it is. My daughter Erin was about 16 and home alone when she decided that sunbathing on the deck outside of our second story master bedroom was a great idea. When she came back in the room, a bat that had been hanging on the porch above the door woke up and flew in the room with her. She ran screaming from the room and down the Ooh. stairs. She looked back to see it sitting on the stairs. Yeah. Uh, what? Yum. Just sitting Why? there. Just, uh, just thinking about killing you. Uh, she ran outside and called her mother and I, and we told her to just stay outside. We were only a mile away. Oh, she's home alone. She's home alone uh, with a bat. So I, Hello there, Erin. I'm here to... <laughs> come up the stairs, please. I, I pulled up to see my terrified daughter at the end of the driveway. <laughs> it's okay. Dad is here to save you. I grabbed a tennis <laughs> racket from the garage and headed inside. Peeking around the corner of the stairs, mm. I saw the monster on the top step. It was huge and brown with evil eyes, and it had a tag attached to his ear that said T.Y. Yep, a beanie baby. No, she insisted. There really was a real bat. So I proceeded up the stairs to my bedroom, racket in hand, ready to whack that sucker like Serena Williams. So <laughs> three steps in, nothing. Fourth step, crunch. Yep, I stepped right on the flying rat. Oh. oh, that's why this story's called Bat Crunch. Oh, so, so I scooped him up and took him downstairs. It's so sad for the it little is. guy. He the little guy up. He just wanted to suck some blood and kill somebody. No big deal. I just wish to give you rabies is all. That's all. So I you scooped him up. I took him downstairs on the racket and I did what any dad would do. I chased my six daughters around the house as they screamed. <laughs> Holy and cow, I laughed like daughters. a maniac. Yeah, if you had six daughters, that's the only way <laughs> oh to get even <laughs> with your toxic mas masculinity. You just got to go crazy and chase them around. Um, I got a, a, a little winded from all that running, so I tossed it in the trash outside. Next day, my daughters were at the doctor's office and began to relay the story. And the doctor got all upset about me possibly touching a bat with rabies called animal control to come get the bat out of the garage to have it tested. And the bat was perfectly normal, except having been stepped on by a large man in work boots. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show, Ed Holmes. Yeah. Oh, this, uh, doctor, he, he seemed fine. He has a weird tread pattern. It says cat. I don't know. <laughs> it should say bat, but it says cat. It says cat, just a different style. Oh, mm. my goodness. I, I would definitely be guilty of cha If I had six daughters, first of all, I think yeah. I'd, I'd be suicidal. Secondly, um, I don't know, because I have one daughter, and I love her so much, but she is like a full-time job all by herself. <laughs> Seriously, at 14, it's almost like having two wives in the house. <laughs> I they, don't know what you mean. They have emotional needs that need to be taken care of. They need to be told they're beautiful. They need to be hugged and and kissed on the head and and all that. She she has needs and and daddies. That's what they do. And you don't know because you have boys. They just need to be beat up once in a while and thrown into bed and they're fine. Uh, but girls have to be held and 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 told their shoes are cute and all this stuff. And I'm having to do it twice now. <laughs> for and it's work. Sorry, brother. I know, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I I guess it's why eventually men give their daughters away. I always thought it was a sad thing. Maybe they're glad finally somebody else can do all this, you know. Don't give her back, son. Yes. Don't give her back. You can't. This is a one-time, one-way deal. So. Yep. Anyway, we got a listener voicemail. It's called Bat Lifesaver. It's from our one of our favorites, his name's Keith Helsley, and uh, it goes a little something like this. Hey, James, uh, this is Keith, and I have a bat story for you. Uh, this happened oh, several years ago. We were living up in Michigan, and I had just got a new computer and had it set up in a downstairs bedroom, and I heard a noise in the house. Sometimes at that time, we'd had birds uh, mysteriously get into the house, and that's what I thought it was. I looked into my computer room, and 
I couldn't see exactly what the noise was coming from at first. And then suddenly an object uh, jumped off my computer desk and flew around. And the uh, short story is we uh, took a broom and uh, like you do, you kind of shoo it out the open front door. And I thought, well, usually like it's a bird or something, it will startle immediately and uh, it'll go flapping around. And I went to see why the bat didn't immediately jump up. And what I discovered was it was sitting next to my mouse pad, apparently uh, licking on open roll of lifesavers. <laughs> well, um, that's, I guess, the story. <laughs> Not so funny, but uh, uh, could I give you an alternate ending? Yes. When I yes. went to uh, see what was there, uh, a bat jumped off my desk and uh, it it farted and turned into John Steinklopper and ran away. Okay, there we go. This has been Keith. Retro Keith. Uh, nice. Nailed it. That. Nailed it. That's perfect. You got me, Keith. You got me. He was in the middle of a bottling company when he was recording. I mean, just hear all that background noise, but he nailed it. And oh, that was awesome. I didn't know you I could don't, turn I thought I back. heard something, too. I wasn't sure if it was outside my window or here. <laughs> <laughs> audio. It's like where Laverne and Shirley worked. It, it's yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's great. Hey, it's me. It's John. I just John! was bad enough eating some lifesavers on your desk. Just licking away at those. Lickety licking. lick. My mouth is too small to eat them, so I I'm going to lick them. I'm just saving up my own life here so I can take some lives later. And yes. Toot! That's my magical transformation power. <laughs> Apparently, poot! You know, I'm a bat. Poot! I'm John. Man, you get around, dude. It's just poot. Yep. Well, you know, I visit the people at Target and Keith. You know, goodness, getting around. <laughs> Take a flight. Uh, John reads the story, man. All right, I've got a story called "Concert Bat" from Michael P. from Colorado. It goes like this. For my first two years of college, I played in the Colorado State University marching band. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. I'll just say that right now. Heck yeah. Yeah. So hats off to you on that. That's cool. Um, between my first and second years in the band, our rehearsal space changed from a large room to an even bigger concert hall used for all ensemble performances. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds impressive. That's like you're going from the band room in high school to uh, the big place where they play big huge awesome stuff Ooh, that's what i'm guessing i got yeah. chills just saying yeah i did i did too that's impressive uh as we were rehearsing in the concert hall i noticed something moving out of the corner of my eye see that makes me think he actually had something in his eye and then it was moving out of his corner of his eye but Ugh. he saw it from the corner of his eye i may have been one of the first out of 250 band members to spot it the flying creature didn't move like a bird or the weird body or the wing ratio as well as ears gave away its true identity it was a bird with a bat. ears oh dang it i was what? hoping he found the first bird with ears i <laughs> hey guys i'm a little let down so for those in the uh, not in the know we should be impressed by this as well bats are not very common in colorado i didn't know that Especially in northern Colorado. I didn't move, know that either until moving now. Moving to northern Colorado. So. That's the place to be if you're afraid of bats. Yep. After seeing this terrified little dude flop about the concert hall, the band director cut the band. Cut. He cut the band. Ow! Out the bat. Said 250 people. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. He was using technical band speak there. He made the band stop playing. There you go. And he pointed out the bat. And we sat for 10 minutes watching the bat fly up into the catwalk, dive bomb like a sousaphone player. No, he actually dive bombed a sousaphone player. <laughs> Rinse and repeat <laughs> while the assistant band director called how, the Humane Society. The did, Humane Society. How did anybody stay still, man? As soon as there's a bat in the room, I'm out. I'm yeah, yeah, me too. Because it could be Dracula or God. Uh, none of us knew where the little man was initially or how he snuck into the hall. But we did know that we wanted to leave the hall as quickly before the bat got lodged into trombone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember many of the details. Anyway. Ah, uh, the sad trombone. I don't remember many of the details after the adrenaline rush of anticipating my untimely bat demise. 
but I think we eventually left the concert hall to rehearse outside. Wish I could have witnessed the Humane Society man running around with a net to catch a bat in a concert hall. Right. And that's my bat story. Hope you enjoyed. Michael P. from Colorado. Michael P. from Colorado, who works and plays in the Colorado State Marching Band. Wow. Or at least he did in college. I wonder First what two he's, years. I wonder what he's doing now. You know? I wonder what, you, what hmm. he's doing now. But, uh, works for the Humane Society. Yeah, bats Bats are bad. I don't like them. I don't like anything about them. They're, I, I don't like small creatures who could accidentally touch me. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I've said it before, but my bravery around animals is completely based on a sliding scale of how scared they are of me. <laughs> so if, if, if I am like in Florida, I could walk from the car to the front door and 20 lizards would go skittering out of the way. No fear. Right. Cause I know that they're going to stop. But if at any point, one of those tiny four-inch lizards had turned around and stared me down. <laughs> I would have run for the hills. There is no I started walking towards you. Yeah. Ah, gosh. So to me, bats are not like that. Like they're not defiant, like looking at you, like I'm coming to get. They're they're just clumsy as all get out when they're not in their natural habitat, and they're just random. I think of it like a. a a living if 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 a if a rag being thrown about by a dog you know just if that could come to life that's what i imagine <laughs> a bat is in its life yeah. and that is randomness that i can't handle i don't want it's that crap scary. near me it's got ears it's got little freaking turned up nose that look like two buttholes right close to each other <laughs> it, it's it, it they got little teeth they have leather wings it's grosser than gross i don't i don't like bats so we did a whole show on them That's, so we did a, <laughs> thank you <laughs> so it's uh it's good uh and and then this thing about colorado it's good to know that northern colorado doesn't have enough bats just another another service we provide here on the show um this one is from forrest fisk it's a it's a voicemail it's called flying fox i hope you enjoy it so here's another bat story for you um between my junior and senior year of high school back in 2001 i went down to australia just for a little vacation and a little um experiencing the world um and while I was there, uh, you know, I was in track and field, I guess, so I was doing some jogging. And uh, apparently they don't do that down there, or at least they didn't in the neighborhood I was at in Inala in <laughs> Brisbane. And so I was running around, and um, I saw that I was in the same place I was the day before, and uh, on the sidewalk or near the edge of the street was a flying fox you have to look this up, guys. They get anywhere from uh, like a two-foot wingspan to about a five-foot wingspan. These things are are what they sound like, a flying fox. They're what? big, huge bats. And this one was freshly hit by a car or something oh. like that because the day before it wasn't there and it was today. So I'm like, yes! Like, it doesn't yet have like a, a whole ton of like gross germs on it i'm gonna go ahead and touch it i was an idiot back then but whatever um so i reached down and i like touch its wings and this thing was like had a three foot wingspan it's it's uh wings were all leathery and its body was like a short hair Mm, fur on it except for its wings Mm. and it it totally did look like a a fox without the long ears and it was it was impressive he fiddled a lot um but i was you know i couldn't bring the thing home no like my the people i was living with would want me to uh (laughs) i didn't want to be like he wanted to though put in the slammer down in australia for being a crazy (laughs) nutso american for picking one of these things up so i just looked at it and i didn't have a cell phone to take any pictures but man (laughs) it was so cool to look at it and uh wash my hands thoroughly and i don't have any rabies rabies today or anything else like that so i'm doing good but that was that was really fun all right yeah you're a crazy person one thanks forrest yeah thanks forrest uh (laughs) 
You know he was fiddling with that thing. You know he he said it had a three he, foot wingspan. He grabbed each tip and he pulled that dead thing across <laughs> to see how wide it was. That's grosser than gross, man. What did I just say about these things? And you found a giant one that looks like a fox? Are you kidding me? And he picked it up. Ah. And he wanted to carry it home. He wanted to strap that thing on his back with the wings over his shoulders like a backpack and just cart it around like some sort of weirdo. That's, you know, and, and, and you know the Australians are like, that's just a baby. That's just a little one. <laughs> What's this guy think he's doing out here? It is interesting, though. From what I understand, the vampire bats that the lady in the, week, or in the future story mentioned in in uh Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever Indiana Jones were these kind of bats and they called them vampire bats and made everybody in the world think vampire bats were giant when they're actually very small. Yeah. So, uh thanks Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, you dumb stupid life-changing show. Steven Spielberg, you're still my hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fine foxes, Forrest Fisk, you need to take showers every day from now on. All right. And thanks. don't run in Australia because it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. They, ugh, bats. Ugh. Anyway, this Fly is called Christmas Bat because, you know, bats and Christmas go together. It's from Brent Corshorn. Corshorn? Are you trimming your nails? What? <laughs> I'm asking you honestly right now. Are you clipping your nails? <laughs> How did you hear that? I'm sorry. I had one that was bothering me. If I didn't mess with it, I would bite it. I stopped. Go ahead stopped. and finish it. You can't not. You can't have half clip nails. It'll uh, no, throw I was you just, off for the rest it was of that, the It was just that couple there. I got, okay. I'm good now. I don't know. How long have you heard that? It's been going on for a while. And it- I just finally uh, wanted to address it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm a little embarrassed by that. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie. I guess I will not uh, apply John. the uh, top coat of paint to my fingers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> John, John's giving himself a manicure during the show, and he just made the next joke for the next 10 years. <laughs> no, because you're going to cut it out, right? <laughs> no way, baby. That <laughs> is that, a, it's comedy what's gold. That clicking sound? I hear it, too. <laughs> I should have made you think you were crazy. <laughs> you had a chance, but you're an angel. You can't lie. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> I could have told an untruth. <laughs> oh, my son's clipping his toenails over there. <laughs> yeah, though. yeah, it's really loud. Oh Man. gosh! All right, nothing can stop clipping that. your nails, James. Uh, we could just end the show right now, but we got to read Christmas <laughs> Bat from Brent Brent Carlson in Summer Duck, Virginia. Summer Duck. That's uh, that's not made up. It's not. It's actually a place. But Summer Duck. I want to move to Summer Duck. Anyway, mm. I was playing piano for a local church's living Christmas tree. Now, a living Christmas tree is basically a scaffolding structure decorated to look like a Christmas tree that people stand in and sing Christmas-related music. We, I've never seen one in person, but I've seen them on TV. Living Christmas tree? They're it, terrifying. It sounds like it. Because it, it, unless it was gigantic... They eat people. <laughs> living Christmas tree. I think I read about one of those in Axe Cop at one point. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly what I'm... Thinking uh, so, <laughs> living Christmas. <laughs> uh, so we also put on flashing lights uh, and a, sh- a flashing. We also put a flashing light show on during the performance. This particular tree had six levels and was twenty feet tall. It required, yeah, exactly. It requires that people ascend or descend in an orderly, balanced manner. That's freaky. To prevent instability. That scares me to death. I hate heights and I hate mm-hmm. ricketiness and I hate scaffolds. And the fact that you have to get down in a certain way. It, it, yep. If I'm one, out. He says it. If one side empties quicker than the other, it might tip over. Why would you do that? That's crazy. Don't uh, fix the thing to the wall. Make it to where you can be wherever you want to be. Make it to where kids could run around on it and it's safe. There's no reason to put yourself in harm's way on Christmas. Anyway, I'm getting a little carried away, but still, it scares me. I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, 
I don't like seeing people on ladders. I, I just get freaked out. And just talking about this is giving me chills. So anyway, it required people to get down in an orderly fashion. So once you're in, you usually <laughs> didn't come out until it was over. What if you had to pee? What if the guy on the left w- weighed 300 pounds and he had to get out? <laughs> no, five people had to get out before him. I know. It's, it's just the whole tree falls over, killing thousands of people that are <laughs> wearing little bells around their necks or something. I don't That's know. That's the worst, man. This is like the worst Christmas story. <laughs> I don't want Christmas anymore. Anyway, in a the- world where people live in a Christmas tree. A living tree. The top rows are usually occupied by the lightest and smallest people. Well, at least they got that going for them. The deadliest, okay. the deadliest uh, area of the tree being the top is yeah. uh, is is right there. See, I can't what? help but have you ever seen the Poseidon Adventure, where the boat what about the flips boat over? that flips upside? Yeah. yeah, and they climb a, a Christmas tree to get up to the to the main level from the, the anyway. At the beginning, they use a big metal Christmas tree. That's what I'm imagining that they're all standing in is this horrible. Uh, junky, flimsy little thing. Anyway, he says, typically we put teenage and preteen girls up there. So, yeah, you're fine. You've lived long enough. Just go up right, there. Yeah, be, once with all the life to look forward to living. Put this star on Just your head on and sing at the top of your lungs. And if you have to pee, uh, trickle down economics. And so, <laughs> anyway, one night of dress rehearsals, we were about halfway through a 60-minute program when suddenly a bat flies in. <laughs> Talking about balance. I would jump. I would jump out. I would throw everyone. No need to everyone descend would die. properly. No, everyone would die. Uh, it's very dis- the, the bat was very disoriented by the flashing lights and sounds, and this caused chaos and panic among the singers, especially those in the top rows. You, yeah, where the bat is. Uh, the director had a difficult time keeping the upper rows from quickly exiting. It took incredible self-control for the 60 singers and 15 musicians to remain completely still and silent while the bat reoriented itself and the church custodian wrangled it back outside. <laughs> I heard later it took the church three months to find and plug the holes and finally be rid of bats. There, <laughs> there should have been a disclaimer before you signed up for the top four tiers of the daggum living Christmas tree, <laughs> that by the way, there may be bats running around up here. You need to be prepared to stand absolutely still and let them lick your neck like a roll of lifesavers <laughs> if they want. There's no way. There's no way. That's why I don't do this kind of stuff. There's, mm-mm, mm-mm. There's no bats in the Melvin, right? That's right. There might okay, there, there might be rats, but bats, nope. <laughs> At least they don't fly. Uh, if you were, yeah, mm, yeah. There's no rats in the Melvin. Those of you that are coming uh, on the 29th, there's been no food stored in there for a hundred years, and uh, <laughs> they, they, they would be some very hungry rodents if they did. Oh, uh, this nice. is called "Hit the Deck" by Andy Lehman. It's a voicemail, so here we go. Hey guys, this is Andy from Goshen, Indiana. I have a fun bat story for episode 300 of that story show. There was one time that my wife and I were sleeping and she woke me up because she said, I think that there's something in our room. And sure enough, I get up, I turn the lights on, and there's a bat and it's flying all around our room. (laughs) Well, it flies out of our room. I walk out of our room to go get the rake because I'm going to try and like hit it with the rake and uh, it was flying in and out of our kids rooms finally my one son woke up and he came out and the bat flew back at us from the kitchen and we both just like hit the floor (laughs) and luckily I was able to open the front door and it flew out never to be seen again but it really really scared me and i thought it was really funny that both my son and i just hit the deck absolutely and uh made a really loud thud as we hit the ground so anyways uh thanks for putting the show on it's fun i love listening to it yeah that is the first good story i've heard as far as reaction to a bat being in your life is, that's because that's what we would do is hit the deck yeah man i'd 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 be heels and, and elbows I'd be crawling like like what do they do under the barbed wire when they're in uh Oh an army crawl. Yeah, man. I'd be army crawling to the front door. The, oh bats, dude. Uh 
uh, uh. I just imagine one landing on the back of my neck and going, <laughs> just freaks me out. Oh, just don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Anyway, John, read us uh, bad tie damage. You mean bat toll damage. damage. My bad. Yes. Yeah. Hey, guys. Here's a true bat story. Because the rest were fake. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like I it now. <laughs> I used to live in a studio style apartment that was above a restaurant. I feel like I feel like Bruce Wayne should be narrating. <laughs> Why this, are we know? reading it like this? It's fine. I want you to continue. I don't want you to change the thing. But it sounds so suspicious all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> like like I used to- <laughs> maybe you're getting away with something while you're reading it. John? I promise I'm not cutting you, my nails. Are you okay? wiping your butt? <laughs> Uh, what are you on the toilet wiping your butt no okay no because now i don't trust you and i can't see you so Uh, i and i wouldn't i don't think i I thought i heard something that sounded like oh you know what i might have clicked kick the uh no no this was the sound it was i don't know it was something fluffy now uh, hey guys, here's a true bat story. I used to live in a studio style apartment that was above a restaurant. My rent was cheap and some of the features of the apartment really showcased why. For example, I had access to the roof, which was nice, but it also meant that things from the roof had mm. access to me Yummy. in the apartment. Now, while I was a bachelor, I had many cases of bats flying around my apartment. At first, I was terrified. I'd come home after a day of work, open my door to have a flying rodent swoop over my head. The most scared I got, though, was when I was already in bed. I felt the breeze beat of the bat's wings as it flew <laughs> over my head. I felt that with cockroaches before. Oh, but but never true. a bat. Never a bat. The breeze off the beating bat's wings. And after some time and study, I finally learned how to get a flying bat out of my apartment. It required a tennis racket. Yeah, we keep hearing about those things. (laughs) Yeah, they seem to work. I need to get one. I use them on bumblebees outside of my house (laughs) or carpenter bees. Bumblebees are probably nice, but carpenter bees, they, you know, they're bad. They're just bad. Uh, When I got married, my new wife moved in and had no clue about the chaos that ensues when a bat gets in. Like any normal person, she freaked out when she heard the shrill of a bat screech. (laughs) They are much louder than one would expect, by the way. I had a hat collection at the time, and that collection was a fireman's helmet. (laughs) That's a serious collection. Have you had this since kindergarten? Have you been collecting for a while? I just always wanted to be a fireman, okay? I just saw one. I was jogging in Australia, and I saw a dead one on the side of the road, a fireman, <laughs> and I just I measured his wingspan and took his helmet. I don't know. <laughs> I just felt weird about bringing him home, so I just took his hat. Yeah, stranger than not so strange. I'm, I'm Drew Gertz. Thank you. Uh, and that collection was a fireman's helmet. It was complete with visor. So his wife donned the helmet along with a long coat and a baseball bat. Oh, the irony of hitting a bat with a bat. She then took a bed sheet and hid in the doorway of our bathroom, waiting for the bat to pass by. I had a tennis racket and a shoebox. As the bat flew by the bathroom, my wife lunged at it with the bed sheet, hoping to trap it under the sheet. What she didn't realize is that she was standing on the sheet. Ah. So when she lunged, she essentially <laughs> pulled the sheet from out of from under herself, causing her to fall backwards into the tub. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, she did hurt herself, oh. but she is okay today, and we laugh about that story now. Okay, good. good. Thanks for the stories, Drew Gertz. I, I really wanted to laugh. <laughs> So I was feeling bad though. I don't like it when, when people get hurt, but if, if they're laughing, it's okay. Mm. Uh, this one's called Bat to the Face. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite one so far, just by the title. It's Steve Atronis 37. He says, I have a bat story for you. Well, technically, it's a bat story, but not the animal. Mm. Uh, when I was 11, I played baseball for the City League, and my brother would sometimes help me practice by swinging or practice my swinging. I was just swinging the bat around as he was picking up a tennis ball and I was hitting. Suddenly the the bat hit something hard and I heard a thud. I looked over to where the bat was 
and I saw it accidentally knock my brother unconscious. Oh. <laughs> I started to freak out, and then my dad saw us, and he took oh. him to the hospital. He had a small concussion. He never offered to help me with baseball again, Steve Atronis. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, oh, poor you, kid. Have you ever knocked out a sibling before? No, never. I've I, never even almost accidentally cut off their fingers either. I did. I knocked out my sister one time. What? With a broom. Which one? Broom handle, Amy. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Um, I was had a friend over. It and, all starts there, doesn't and, it? And I was showing off, and I had a science kit, and I was making blue butter. That's what it was called. I don't know what it was or why it was. I remember there was an episode called Blue Butter. Yeah. Yeah, I told this story before then. Um, but I, I made it, and I put it on her to show off, and it b- started burning her skin. <laughs> and she was running, and maybe I'm confusing two things, but all I remember from the knocking out thing is is that she was running in to tell mom, and I didn't want her to. And so I hit her with the broom in the head and, and she reached for the, uh, the door, the, the screen door. She opened it up and just kept going backwards and fell into the bushes, passed out. And, uh, and then she woke up screaming again after a few seconds. It didn't take long. And, and I was in the most trouble ever because I just act like I didn't care. And I walked away and my mom comes out and she's like, Amy's in the bathroom in the shower. And she's got this blue crap all over her. What did you do? <laughs> I'm like, I might blue butter, Mom. You know, so. It was for the bagels. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some bat jokes, John. What, what's the first thing bats learn at school? The the alphabet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why are vampire bats like false teeth? They both come out at night, John. That's why. Oh. Oh. Why did the bat get sent to the principal's office? Because he had a bat oh. attitude. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Bad attitude. <laughs> a bad attitude. Where do bats take showers? In the bat room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three pastors were having lunch at, at a diner. The first one said, you know, since the summer started, we've been having a lot of trouble with bats in the loft in the attic at my church. I've tried everything. Noise, spray, cats, nothing seems to scare them away. Second pastor replied, me too. I've got hundreds of those things living in my belfry in the, and in the Northex attic. Northax! Northax! I had the whole place fumigated, but they still won't go away. The third pastor said, I had that problem a while ago, so I baptized them and made them members of the church, and I haven't seen them since. (laughs) 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 I get it, because they joined the church. Yeah, and and they never stopped coming. All right, we got one more. This is called Gramps is a Vampire. It's from uh, Flash Jervis. Is he a grampire? A grampire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was what's funny, though. That hurt, though. It was uh, that kind of it funny. Was. Uh, back in old Virginia, when I was a lad, we went to visit my great-granddad on his 98th birthday. Grandpa Jervis was still spry and rail thin, but sadly had gone completely blind at some point. He was also cold all the time. He kept a shawl over his shoulders that draped down like a shroud. <laughs> Granny <laughs> had knitted it with a hood on it in case his bald head got cold too. So that day he greeted us at the door uh, with that thousand yard stare you get when you can't see and his arms thrown out wide for a hug. He knew we were coming and he hollered at me, come on boy. But I, the chubby little boy who watched too many scary TV shows at night knew that I was looking at it. I was looking at his bald head, his tight skin, and he had a cape furled all around him. I was looking at a vampire, <laughs> the friggin' vampire man. So, so come on uh, in, boy. I, come on in. I'd seen him on TV. I knew what they were. So instead, I just ran out back of his farmhouse and I looked for some place to stay hidden until it was time to go home. Anyway, after a bit. It was going to get into evening time, and my family showed no signs of coming out, drained of blood or otherwise. I was eventually distracted by some puppy dogs who were basically living out of the barn, and I wanted to see what they were up to. And there, up in the rafters, were these long, dark shapes. I didn't think bats could get that big. 
Some of them had to be six feet or more. I could hear soft rustling now and then as they shifted in their sleep. Oh, Lordy, I was scared. I'd been right about that vampire thing all along. So I backed up slowly and silently, and I found the edge of the door. I turned and ran, screaming back to the pickup truck and locked myself in. Just when I had nearly convinced myself I was wrong, that my granddad had become a vampire, I see this whole family nesting up in the old barn out back. I got a a lot of praying went on, I can tell you, and I knew Mm. my my immediate family was already dead, and the thought of my eventual ruination brought me to tears. Well, that lasted for about 30 seconds because my dad came out of the house when he heard the truck door slam and he yelled at me to get myself out and say howdy to grandpa. Great, I thought. He would uh, he would uh, be the only one to survive the slaughter. I knew he wouldn't buy the vampire story, so I just told him that I was hiding in the truck because the barn was full of giant bats. So he wasn't having any of this scuff. He grabbed me by the shirt <laughs> collar and marched me around back and stood me up. Uh, with behind me with folded arms. He said, show me, he demanded. I pointed up in the dark and I whispered, up there, don't wake them. He squinted up into the shadows and said, where, the tobacco? I shot a look at his face <laughs> to see if he was joking and slowly looked up at the rafters of the old barn. You, you see tobacco? I'd never seen tobacco anywhere but in a cigarette before, so I was completely convinced. I wasn't completely convinced, but my dad had all he could stomach of my foolishness and herded me back into the house. He pushed me inside where my family was sitting all around having a nice little visit. My grandpa asked why I hadn't come in before, and my dad snorted. He thought he saw bats in your tobacco barn. Oh, yes, (laughs) great-grandpa Jervis said. There's bats out there, biggins, too. That tobacco has hung out there for years now. No good to anyone but the bats. So I was left to complicate, to contemplate, Tobacco chewing bats while the family laughed at my discomfort. That's when I discovered I didn't need to be afraid of vampire grandpa. He didn't have any teeth to begin with. So that comes to us from Flash Jervis. Thank you so much for that story. And that, my friends, is the end of the bat episode. Oh, man. I know. We finally got through it. It went so fast. It was so scary at times and so creepy at others. And then there was that really wonderful time where you were clipping your freaking nails. Oh, man. Come on. Hey, if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. So email me your address, james at nlcast.com. And do you have a funny story about clipping your nails? Do you have a story about wiping? Do you have a story about anything? We want to hear it. Send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. You can follow us on Twitter at NLCast. Review us on iTunes or wherever you found us because that helps a lot. If you want more great shows like this one, visit NLCast.com and you will find them. Thanks to our patrons for their support with special thanks to Jennifer Kennison, James Spangler, Eric Kube, Zane Estrada, Janusz Stresback, Stresback, <laughs> Kerry Wright. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, leathery, or hairy, or something with a little tiny gross butthole nose comes after you, <laughs> first of all, get the freak out of there. But secondly, just think, that belongs on this story show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John! Thanks, James. Episode 300! Yeah! I celebrated by clipping my nails. <laughs> Woo-hoo! 300! Woo! Yeah! Okay, enough of that. <laughs> enough of that. Sorry. It's okay. We just have to. How unprofessional would somebody have to be to clip their nails <laughs> while they're podcasting? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.